back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Martinez. Uh, sorry about last week. Um, had some computer issues. And while I did get them cleared up yesterday, I felt it was crazy just to post one show six days late for a Lucha Underground episode. When I could just wait a day, watch the new episode, and we're going to have a double header today as we're going to review the last two episodes of Lucha Underground. That will mean that we will be reviewing on our next show, of course, the next episode of on the Ground and the New Japan uh, Dantaku show. So, we will uh, get to that next week. But let's get into these two outstanding episodes of Lucha Underground. Um, I'm really upset I had computer issues because I really wanted to talk about this episode 213 entitled Monster Meets Monster. And... Uh, a very fitting title indeed. We open up the show in Dario's office. Phoenix is there, as well as Drago and Aerostar. Dario tells him he's lucky to have survived his match with his brother, him meaning Phoenix. But he is a man of endless lives. And Dario is a man of endless opportunities. Dario wants to make them a team for the trio's tourney. But he remembers... They were a team last year and lost in the first round. So instead, he would give Phoenix two different partners, the Darewolf PJ Black and Jack Evans, against the Disciples of Death, the former champions. As for Aerostar and Drago, they will face each other for one of the Aztec medallions. Great segment, uh, Dario truly at his best. Delivering outstanding lines here and uh, everything that Dario does great. He did great in this entire segment. So we get that match. Drago versus Aerostar. Uh, which of course they have recently been kind of teaming up together against the PJ Black Jack Evans duo. And of course this is, you know, Dario being Dario. Wants to make them face each other now. By the way, Drago comes to the ring sporting some new headgear like... I guess it looked like a dragon head. Is this going to be like the thing now? Everyone's going to do this? Like, do we get to see Marty Martinez with a moth head soon? A PJ Black with a wolf head? I don't know. Angelica with a halo? It's actually getting silly now with, with the, with the headgears. Uh, the match is very fast paced and it's kind of scientific match. There are some lucha stuff mixed in the course. Very even early on. Aerostar goes for a triple jump move and slips and falls hard to the floor. I can't believe that he, that that whole spot wasn't edited out. Um, Stryker quickly offers that there was sweat on the ropes causing Aerostar to slip. So quick thinking, uh, by Stryker. Uh, Aerostar does come back though. He hits an amazing flip plancha out on Drago. Not to be outdone, Drago hits a corkscrew plancha. Uh, Drago then hits a snap rope hung DDT for a two count. There's a face first power bomb by Drago, but Aerostar just won't stay down for the three count. Aerostar does come back. He hits a springboard code breaker, then a springboard splash. Aerostar gets the one, two, three and wins the second medallion. Three and a half stars. This was a great match. Even with the botch from Aerostar, they worked it into the match of him being injured from that point. Very well done. Um, very, very. These two guys work very well together. 
We then get a segment where we see Johnny Mundo's working out and Taya's there gushing over him as usual. She tells him she spoke to Dario about giving Johnny a medallion. She says, however, Dario booked him in a match for it. Johnny doesn't seem to be too concerned. But it turns out the match is against Cage. And better yet, it's inside a steel cage. Johnny is not too happy about this, but tells Taya, you know, he, he could get it done, although not sounding too sure. But Taya says, don't worry, he's going to shut down the machine permanently. And while this is happening, Johnny is just going to town on this Wing Chun training device. Very nice. I like, uh, always like to see stuff like that thrown in. So we get our next match. This is the Jack Evans, PJ Black, and Phoenix versus the Disciples of Death match. Weird dynamic here with Evans kind of being the one not working well with the others, you know, instead of Phoenix. Phoenix does hit a nice planche on the outside, but he came down awkwardly and is kind of limping. Now the Disciples of Death take over on PJ. Uh, Phoenix gets in and does quite well. Hits Sinestro de la Muerte with a springboard missile dropkick. Then Sinestro hits a ridiculous super kick on Phoenix. We get some really good action, basically from everyone in this match. Uh, PJ hits a springboard 450 for a near full on Barrio Negro. Evans hits a spectacular handstand somersault plancha, which uh, he didn't do much of this match, but the little he did was really outstanding. While Phoenix hits a uh, 450 on Barrio Negro and gets the victory. Three stars. This was a very good match. Little herky-jerky at times, but still some tremendous high spots. Katrina, at the end, does not look very pleased with this. We turn to the offense of Dario Cueto. And he's there with the trio's champions, Son of Havoc, Ivelisse, and Angelico. Darren talks about how a year ago they hated each other, and now look at them. He says the tournament is not to determine the number one contenders. It's to crown the new champions. You see, next week, the three teams that have won will be in a four-way that will include uh, the Son of Havoc team. And that winner of that match will be the champs. They are not too happy about that. Then they start to bicker about what their name should be and Dario looks thoroughly annoyed and throws him out of his office. Then we go to the locker room where Katrina's there and she is dressing down the disciples of death for failing her once more. She says to give her a reason not to destroy all of them right now. And then Sinestro de Muerte rips out the hearts of Trece and Barrio Negro. And seems to like absorb their powers. So I guess we will see a push for the former Mariachi Loco now. Interesting to see what they do with Sinestro here. Then my future wife, Melissa Santos, introduces our main event. It's Matanza versus Milmuetes for the Lucha Underground Championship. These two, well, monsters are laying into each other. Uh, Mill has actually gotten in a lot of offense here, and Matanza's feeling it, which I was happy to see. I really wanted to see. Um, it's tired to see Matanza no-sell everything. Uh, Mill does a hip lock at a charging Matanza that sends him over the top rope, then hits a suicide dive through the ropes on the champ. Dario tries to get involved, but Mill just grabs him by the neck and gives him a throat lift. 
But Tonda saves him, but, but uh, Dario takes a nasty fall. They continue to brawl, then Katrina tries to get involved. Matanza starts choking her, but uh, Mill hits him with a chair to save her. They continue to beat on each other a while, and uh, they start hitting each other with some sort of metal can of some sort. I'm not sure what it was. They're beating each other with that for a while. They battle up the stairs of the temple, wind up on the top of Dario's office. They continue to brawl. Then Mill Wentz gives Matanza the flatliner. And they crash through the roof of Dario's office. Uh, the ref stops the match. And Dario is screaming at Katrina, War! War! As the credits roll. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> Dario is somewhere amazing. Uh, and uh, that's no contest. So this big battle did not end with a, a clear winner. So we still may see this at Ultima Lucha. This uh, rematch. We then switch to that uh, sexy police sergeant or wherever she is. Uh, we learn that her first name is Marie. She's looking at a board. And we see a picture of Bale. Which is labeled deceased. Then we see pictures labeled missing. With Alberto Del Rio. Blue Demon. Uh, Hernandez. Big Rick. I saw there. In comes Councilman Delgado. His uh, debut on the show. He tells her she needs to stop invest her investigation of Dario. His boss doesn't like it. Well, Marie says he doesn't care what the mayor thinks. But he says, come on, let's be serious. His boss, his true boss, is much more powerful than the mayor. Now, by the way, I left this out, which is really stupid on my part. But just in case you haven't seen this, or maybe you didn't, didn't realize the guy playing um, Councilman Delgado is the immortal, oh, immortal might be stretching it a bit, Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas, kind of a B actor, but a pretty famous B actor. He's been in some uh, syndicated TV shows and what have you. I just thought, I think the Renegade he was in. That's pretty funny. Lorenzo Lamas was once considered a Latin heartthrob of sorts. And uh, here he is in his... Uh, I wouldn't call him old. He was not old. Probably in his 40s, late 40s, maybe 50 years old. He looked good. Um, but I just thought it was funny that he was the guy playing Councilman Delgado. Uh, anyway, back to the whole thing. Uh, he says his boss is much more powerful than the mayor. And then he leaves giving a friendly warning to Marie. He is visibly frustrated. And that is how the show ends. Uh, fantastic show, really. Really a great effing show. Yeah, we got a little more of that dumb police investigation at the end, but it's fine. It was two minutes at the end of the show. Didn't take up anything. Uh, really, really love this show. They, they're just really clicking on all cylinders right now. The, the matches are top-notch again. Really, really great stuff. And let's transfer from that right into the following episode, Lucha Underground, episode 214, entitled Cage in a Cage. Stryker and Vampiro welcome us to the show. They say both Matanza and Milmuetes will return to action some point soon. Then they send it over to my future wife, Melissa Santos, as she introduces our opening match, and it is Cage versus Johnny Mundo inside a steel cage. This is, of course, for one of the seven medallions. There have been two given out, so this would be number three. 
This is all Cage early on. He's just tossing Mundo like a rag doll into the steel. Uh, but Johnny's able to get Cage to crotch himself across the top rope. And Mundo takes over. Hits a beautiful Spanish fly uh, from the top rope on Cage. But only gets a two count. Then hits a moonlight drive from the top rope. And uh, covers one, two. But no. Cage kicks out again. Cage hits a devastating wheelbarrow suplex. Cage then does a powerbomb toss into the cage and looks to climb out. But Taya is there and she's climbed up the cage and is hitting him with a kendo stick to stop him from uh, uh, exiting the cage. Then she tosses the uh, kendo stick down to Johnny who goes to town on Cage with it. Covers him gets a two count. Cage comes back. He hits a sidewalk slam. Then he breaks the candlestick right over the head of Johnny Mundo. He covers him. One, two, no. Johnny kicks out. Taya now climbs the cage. Drops down a chair to Johnny. He cracks Cage right over the head with it and covers him. But Cage kicks out again. Mundo climbs to the top of the cage. Goes through a corkscrew splash but misses. Taya now catches Cage. With a cross body from the top of the cage. <laughs> the cage is just taking a beating here. They hit a magic killer on cage. But cage still kicks out. It's incredible. Like, this guy is like, are they going to shoot a bazooka next? They try to handcuff him to the ropes. But cage puts tire in them instead. While this is happening, Giant swings the chair. But cage dodges it. And it's tire who feels the blow. Then grabs, picks up, uh, Mundo, hits a Michinoko driver on the chair. One, two, three. Cage now has the third medallion. This was a damn good match. Even before the tire interference. Uh, it was really good stuff. Three stars. Then Melissa is about to introduce the teams for the four-way trios championship match. But she is interrupted by Dario Cueto. He announces that Angelico had to be rushed to the hospital. Doesn't have any more details other than that. So Ivelisse and Son of Havoc will have to try to defend their titles without him. And here's that match. It's Ivelisse and Son of Havoc, the trio's champions, minus Angelico, defending against the teams of Jack Evans, PJ Black, and Phoenix, Prince Puma, Dragon Azteca Jr., and Rey Mysterio Jr., and the crew and Joey Ryan. So this one, by the way, is elimination rules. So, you know, if any member of a team is pinned or submitted, his entire team must leave. As you can imagine, the action is all over the place and it's very choreographed, which is the Lucha way. This interesting thing happens um, at one point where Vampiro asks, out loud, whatever happened to Bale? <laughs> I love this because the way this show works is that the announcers don't know what happens behind the scenes. What happens behind the scenes is not supposed to be known. We're watching it, but it's not knowledge to anyone else, to the fans or to the announcers or anybody. And, of course, that means that the announcers never saw that Matanza murdered Bale. So, you know, I just, I just think this is something about Lucha Underground I really love. Uh, back to the match. 
the crew have a stecker down and they almost get a pin on him. They hit him with a couple of nice moves or like a face first power bomb by Cisco, who, by the way, the fans are really liking. Then we get the everybody hit crazy dives portion of the match, which you knew had to come. And uh, the winner of this competition was Phoenix. But the sticker junior had a pretty awesome one, too. Uh, then Ivelisse and Joey go at it in the rain, gets a little uh, heated there. Ivelisse drops Ryan on the back of his head with a textbook German suplex. Castro hits her with a brain buster, but then he and Joey, they're arguing because now that now that Ivelisse is down, Joey wants to get in and get his revenge on her. Uh, but Castro says no, then goes to grab her and is promptly rolled up in a less than textbook small package. And Ivelisse eliminates the crew and Ryan. Uh, match continues. Son of Havoc hits Puma with a double stomp into a standing moonsault for a near fall. Now Ivelisse and Jack Evans are going at it. After Puma gets hurled to the floor, Ivelisse hits a sunset bomb on Evans, but PJ super kicks her right to the head, then rolls Evans over and he pins Ivelisse. So the champs are eliminated. So now who will walk out the new trios champions? Azteca Jr. and Phoenix have a great sequence with Azteca hitting that crazy DDT spot of his. Uh, Puma comes in and hits some outstanding spots on all three members of the opposing team. Then hits a 630 senton on PJ Black. But Jack uh, hits him with a kick low while the ref is distracted. They uh, then try to double team Puma, but there's a miscue and Puma gets knocked to the, uh, no, I shouldn't say Puma, I'm sorry. Uh, Phoenix gets knocked to the floor. Ray comes in a house of fire. They get rid of PJ. He hits the 619 on Evans. Puma and Stecka work together for Stecka to hit that twirling flying DDT thing again. Ray then hits the split legged moonsault and it's one, two, three. We have new champions. Four stars, great match. Prince Puma, Dragon Azteca Jr., Rey Mysterio. This is a great team. They work really well together. I still seem to notice Rey definitely not working as much as Puma and Azteca Jr. are. And I'm wondering if that's, you know, less is more. I'm not really sure. I'm wondering if he's hurting, if he's injured. He's getting in there, but he's really, if you watch the matches he's been in, he is easily uh, working the least of the three, and it's not even close. Uh, he seems to always be the guy to come in and clean up, but the majority, the lion's heart of those matches, definitely being worked by Puma, and uh, you know, and then you know, mixing in a little dragon and stecker. Okay, then we switch to seems like some sort of dojo, and Vampiro is there in his Sith Lord getup. He calls the Pentagon who comes out in a motorized wheelchair. Vampiro orders him to get up. Pentagon seems unsure. Pentagon tries, but the pain is too great. So Vampiro pours hot wax on him. Pentagon screaming in agony. As Vampiro screaming at him to get up, get up. He tries to rise, but falls face first right on the floor. And Vampiro whispers something to him. I really couldn't make it out what he said. And then just leaves him there, lying on the floor face first. And uh, that's how the show ends. Uh, man, this show has really gotten its mojo back in full. This was another outstanding episode. Um, we just had two matches, but they were epic matches. And, I mean, over the last 
two shows that we just reviewed. I mean, there was four, I believe, I'm um, counting correctly, fantastic matches. That's really, 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 really great stuff. Um, I'm just double checking, as a matter of fact, as I'm saying this. Yeah, well, five. Five matches over the last two shows. Not a bad one at all. Some of them better than others. Just really, really good stuff. Uh, Lucha Underground is just fantastic, man. And uh, I would think if you guys are listening to the show, it's because you're watching Lucha Underground. And um, if you are listening to the show, that's, I don't know, for whatever reason, because you just want to, maybe because you're a fan of New Japan. I was going to say that because we do talk all the New Japan pay-per-views. So maybe you're a fan of just New Japan, and that's what you're listening to. And every now and then, you got to deal with the Lucha Underground reports. But trust me, if you're a fan of New Japan, I know New Japan's very no-nonsense, and Lucha Underground does have a lot of backstage stuff, but the match quality on this show is outstanding. And if you're a fan of New Japan, which is all about match quality, you really should check out Lucha Underground. I mean, the segments, 90% of them are not bad. They're not hokey, WWE, bad comedy segments. They have their couple here and there, but... 90% of the time, it's good stuff. It doesn't take away. And the matches are what carry the show. And they're fantastic matches. So, you know, if you're a fan of New Japan, I, I implore you, give Lucha Underground a chance. It's really good stuff. And speaking of New Japan, like I said, on our next show, we will be talking about their latest pay-per-view. I'm very excited for that one. And uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, I apologize for not being here uh, last week. But again, I didn't think it was... At the point, by the time I got my computer running again, it didn't make sense just to, uh, you know, to do a show. Then I might as well just wait until this new episode got reviewed. So you got two for one to make up for the lost week. Until next time, as always, thanks for listening and bye-bye.